my babies. I know you all love listening to my voice every week, and I love each and every one of y'all for tuning in with me, but I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Spotify for podcasters. They allow me to record and edit all in one app. They have user-friendly tips and tricks, and they really just make it easy for a new podcaster like me. So if you're looking to start your own podcast, or maybe you're just looking for a new podcast to tune into, I highly recommend Spotify for podcasters. Welcome to Pretty Girl Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Michelle, and whoever you are, I love you already. If you're new to this podcast, hi, hello, and welcome. Nothing is off limits here, and you can count on me to run my mouth on just about anything. So relax wherever you are listening to this and enjoy my voice for the duration of this episode. Good morning and happy Sunday. Yes, I am sticking to my schedule this week. It is Sunday, June 20. 4th I think is today the 24th 25th um so I'm recording today this will go up on Wednesday I just recorded a reel and shout out to my best friend and honestly it goes perfectly with today's episode because y'all get friends that fuck with you for real like I'm not I'm not I'm like genuine friends that fuck with you my best friend who does social media and marketing, which I think is so cool. Like, I love hyping my best friends up because none of us remotely work in the same field, none whatsoever. But I think that that is, that that dynamic within our group is so cool. But anyways, my best friend does social media and marketing. And the other day she told me she listened to my episode and was like, hey, I have an extra tripod. Do you want it? You can have it. I was like, of course. And during COVID, when I tried to be a YouTube girly, um, I bought a tripod. It was a little mini tripod just because I was um, doing more fitness content then or like trying to tap into my fitness girl bag back then. But I had got one. It was a Bluetooth with like the little cute clicker remote. Hold on. Got a ring light. That was the whole thing. My mother has stolen both. (laughs) So we kind of just let her have what she wants because in return, I definitely steal some shit here and there. So needless to say, I did not have a tripod. And so the last couple of reels and stuff that I've filmed and put on the podcast Instagram have literally been me jimmy rigging like tripod, so to speak. Like I'll put hard surfaces or I'll try to prop my phone up as best I can to get certain angles, whatever, whatever. So needless to say, we have a cute little tripod and I did kind of showcase it a little bit in today's reel. Um, And in today's reel, I kind of just did like a get ready with me to film content and record the podcast. So I did all of that before I started recording this morning. Um... I don't really have any life updates. Uh, Yesterday, I literally spent the entire day with my best friend. It was great. I'm exhausted. I will be in the bed all day today. I've got some sorority stuff to get done um, for an event that I am helping plan for September. Um, I need to get some house chores and stuff done because my mommy is coming to visit me next weekend. I'm so excited. Um, She hasn't been down here or neither one of my parents have been down 
to Houston since December when we spent um, Christmas together. I hosted Christmas. So she's going to come down here and it works out because she works from home. So she could literally just come any day of the week that she wants and then stay however long. Um, so y'all, July, literally July is, well, by the time y'all listen to this is Saturday. That's crazy. Like, I feel like I was just talking about how I was going to be booked and busy for the summer. And I absolutely have. And June is gone. June has come and went with a quickness. I don't know where sis had to be, but sis came and went. So um, we're going to get ready for July. I have a lot planned, um, like a lot. So I think I'm actually going to do some batch recording because my mom will be here um, the first weekend of July. Then my boyfriend is coming the following weekend. The following weekend, I will be in Chicago the next weekend, I have an Omega Sci-Fi event to go to in Colleen. So I will be traveling at the end of the... I'll be traveling all most of the month. So I got to go there. And then the last weekend of the month, my uncle from D.C. is coming down for like four or five days. So my mom is going to come back to Houston. We're going to link with him. Um, So yeah, July is a booked and busy bitch. And I'm fucking excited because... Yeah, this is what I wanted. So needless to say, we've got some exciting episodes coming up. We've got some exciting content coming up. Um, so yeah, that's a life update. But today we are going to talk about our non-negotiables and figuring out what those non-negotiables are. And I know in like a episode way back when I was like, I don't know what my non-negotiables are. But since being in a relationship and really looking at some of the friendships that I have now as an adult, um, I'm starting to find what my non-negotiables are. There, there's still some tweaking that needs to be done, but for the most part, I can surface level wise, I can kind of tell you what my non-negotiables are. So the first thing that I had to learn in friendships is that it is okay to lose friends. My best friend and I were literally just talking about this yesterday. It is okay to lose friends and there be no bad blood. Do I have people that I was friends with middle school, high school? We didn't necessarily grow apart when we got to college or became adults. We literally just fell out and that was it. Yes. Do I have friends that we literally just grew apart? We're in separate seasons of our lives and they just didn't align with each other, but there's no beef. There's no bad blood. Like I still have love for said individuals. Absolutely. And both are okay. It's okay. And I was telling my boyfriend the other day that I don't see relationships or friendships as failed. I just think that you gain lessons and there are blessings within both platonic and romantic friendships, relationships, what have you. Um, because my biggest thing is, is I needed that person during that season of my life. I don't, I don't know why they were there. I don't know what they were there to teach me in that moment. But after we break up or after we fall out, or whatever. I obviously needed them during that season. So what did I learn from them? How did I grow as a person? What am I what am I now going to implement in my present and future self that I maybe wasn't doing in that past relationship, that past friendship that needs to be implemented or that I need to work on within myself. You know what I mean? So I've never I'm not gonna say I've never. 
as an adult, I don't look at failed friendships, failed relationships as a bad thing because I needed that at some point. I needed that in order to become the person that I am today, in order to curate the mindset that I have today about relationships, about friendships, what I'm looking for in a partner, what I'm looking for in a genuine friend. You know what I mean? So I truly, truly, truly feel that past relationships, past friendships have been learning opportunities. I have learned so much about myself. I wouldn't even be able to sit here and tell you what a non-negotiable was if I didn't date some of the people that I dated, if I didn't have some of the experiences that I had, if I didn't go through some of the traumatic events that I went through, if I didn't fall out with certain friends, if I didn't have friendships or if I didn't have relationships with those people when I did at the age in the season that I did. So I really do look at them as learning opportunities. I It makes me self-reflect. It helps me learn myself. It helps me figure out what I'm looking for in a friend, what I'm looking for in a partner, how to voice my concerns um, within that relationship, within that friendship. Because that's one of the big things that I have learned is that I shouldn't bring something to you that bothers me or that I've noticed and it automatically turned into an argument. Like you automatically get on the defense. Now, I'm not saying that you should never or that a person's never going to get defensive. That's not what I'm saying, because there's even sometimes where like people call me out and it's just like, bitch, who the fuck? But then I have to kind of bring myself down like, okay, let me hear them out because obviously they're voicing it for a reason. They feel the way that they feel for a reason. Let me find out what that reason is before I just oh, well, fuck you. I don't want to, I don't want to have this conversation or like, well, then we don't have to be friends. We don't have to be in a relationship. We can just call it quits now. You know what I mean? So I have found that that is one of the biggest things for me. And so we're going to get into some of the green and red flags that I personally have started to realize that I will or will not put up with, um, that are non-negotiables. And so we're going to do green flags first. We're going to start on a good note. So some of my green flags are communication and comprehension. I just feel like a lot of people always say, oh, well, communication is key. Like it's the most important factor. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And it's just like, "Mm, yeah, but can you comprehend what's being communicated to you? Is that person that you're communicating with comprehending what you're saying? I can sit here and have a conversation with you till I'm blue in the fucking face. But if you don't understand or comprehend what I'm saying, it wasn't a conversation. A conversation includes dialogue back and forth. You know what I mean? It includes understanding and comprehension on both ends. I can literally talk your ear off and you not hear one thing that I said. You know how I know you can do it? Because I do it every day. I tell people all the time, (laughs) even as a social worker, there are some things that my patients tell me that are very insignificant very. (laughs) And I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes, and I literally told my manager the other day, I'm like, there are some things I literally let go in one ear and out the other. Couldn't even tell you what you said, but I know how to zone in on what is important, what I should be comprehending, what I should be actively listening for and looking for when you say it. So I don't think communication is key. I think being able to comprehend and understand what you're communicating and what's being communicated to you 
is what is important. I think that's a major green flag if you and the receiving person are both on the same page. Like we're going to have dialogue, but we're also going to actively listen to one another. That's how you resolve issues. That's how you have a conversation. I also feel like compromising. Me and my boyfriend talk about this all the time because we are polar opposites. When I say polar opposite, y'all, polar fucking opposites. But compromising, don't belittle me for feeling a type of way or wanting to do something different from you. That kind of goes back to the understanding. Understand where I'm coming from. And if we have to meet in the middle, that's fine. Because I feel like friendships and relationships are built on compromising. We're not always going to agree. But just because we disagree doesn't mean we have to table it. Where can we find some common ground? And if we can find some common ground, that's great. But I feel like that's a green flag for me because it's like you're not trying to belittle anything that I'm doing and you're not basically saying like, well, whatever I say goes. And then you don't even take into account what I feel on a personal level. You know what I mean? Like we all have different values and beliefs that we hold true to ourselves and apply to friendships and relationships. So once we figure what figure out what those things are, I feel like being able to have those conversations and being able to compromise becomes that much easier. Because you know that you're talking to someone that's going to listen to you, comprehend what you're saying, and then try to meet you in the middle or find some common ground. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so the other thing I said was listening for understanding and not a response. So what I mean by this is like, just what I was saying with a conversation, we can have a conversation dialogue back and forth and never one time are we listening to one another. But I want to, and it, it kind of irritates my boyfriend too, because I process things kind of slow, especially when it's something that I know is important to the other person. It does take me a minute to respond. And he hates that. And I had to finally tell him like, my brain has to process it. But what I mean by that is that I'm trying to listen to understand what you're saying and not just to give you a response. Like I want my response to be intentional. I want my response to be genuine. I want it to be something that's going to help us in the long run or let you know like, hey, she's really listening to me. Like she really took the time to understand what I said. She received it and then she responded. We just aren't having like this back and forth like bouncing around kind of conversation. Now, is that okay to have conversations like that? Yes, but I'm talking about when you're really trying to be intentional and get to know and understand and listen and learn from the person that you're having dialogue with. That is a major green flag for me because if I feel like that all you're doing is listening to give a response, I'm going to feel as if you're not really taking what I'm saying serious or that what I'm saying isn't important. And then that's going to cause me not to want to have conversations with you. I'm not saying every conversation has to be like this long drawn out, like super intentional. I'm not, I'm not saying that because small talk is a thing. What I'm saying is, is when it comes to disagreements, when it comes to difference of opinions, when it comes to compromising, you have to truly listen to what the person is saying. Pay attention to their body language. Pay attention to their tone. Pay attention to what they're saying. Receive it, comprehend it, and then give a response. Don't give a response without looking at all of those things because all of those things play a factor. And it could just be my social worker profession coming out, but 
active listening is like the number one, like the, the golden rule in social work, well, one of them. And it's because you have to look at the verbal, the nonverbal forms of communication to really have a conversation with somebody, to have a meaningful conversation with somebody. So that's why that's one of my green flags. If I feel like you're listening for understanding and not just to give me a response, 11 times out of 10, I'm going to appreciate you that much more because I feel like you're actually intentional and that you genuinely give a fuck what's coming out of my mouth. Um, One of the other green flags I think is taking initiative. And when I say this, I mean, if you know that I like something or you just want to be kind, just as a a nice gesture, I think taking the initiative and going out of your way, or maybe if you don't have to go out of the way, just doing something nice for me or doing something nice for a friend or doing something nice for a partner without them having to ask. That's what I mean when I say taking initiative. Yeah, like y'all can plan dates. You can plan time to talk the whole nine, but it just hits different. It just hits so fucking different for someone to say, well, I know you mentioned this. I know we talked about this. I saw that you like this. I heard you say you wanted to do this. So I plan for us to do this, or I want to take you here. I want to do this. I want to talk about this. I want to give you this. You know what I mean? Like, it just hits different because it's like, oh my gosh, you were really thinking about me. Kind of like how my best friend with the tripod. I didn't ask for this. I just mentioned that I wanted to start doing content creation and like really tapping into my creative side. And literally, I promise you, I had posted that episode and maybe like 10, 15 minutes later, she texted me and was like, I have an extra tripod if you want it. Like you can have it. Stuff like that. Like that tells me that she's genuinely interested in me as her friend and she's genuinely interested in what I got going, like what I really want to do. And to me, that means so much more than I'm not. OK, let me not say that because I was getting ready to say that means so much more to me than me having to ask. But sometimes it's like close mouths don't get fed. Like I get that, too. But it just it just hits so different for someone to recognize that what they're going to do for you is going to bring you true fulfillment, true enjoyment. So taking initiative is always going to be top tier green flag for me. It just um, I can't, I cannot stress that enough. Hence, hence at my man who was going to listen to this. <laughs> um, oh, and then that goes into the green flag that I put showing support, even without the accolades. Like, and what I mean by that is doing something for somebody and not knowing if you're going to get, I'm not going to say get credit for it, but like, what am I trying to say? I like for me personally, I don't give to receive if that makes sense. Like if I'm giving something to you or I'm doing something for you, it's not because I'm keeping tally of, oh, I did this for her so she can do this for me later on down the line. Or later on down the line, I can bring up, oh, well, remember when I did this for you? I just feel like you should do this for me. I don't do things for people to receive something in return. I do things for people in my life that are genuinely in my life because I genuinely love each and every person that's in my small circle. So if I'm doing something for you, it's because I want to, not because I'm expecting something on the flip side, or I'm expecting you to give me the same caliber of gesture. That also leads me into celebrating all of my wins. I really enjoy, or I find it to be such a green flag when people can celebrate you and only you 
Like they're not celebrating you and then saying, oh, remember when I helped you with this? Or if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be doing it. It's like, no. If you help me in any shape, form, or fashion with any of my wins, small, big, and everything in between, I don't think it's fair for you to, or for someone to say, oh, yeah, well, she wouldn't have got through this part of it or gotten to this win if I wouldn't have done this. And it's like, okay, but did you genuinely do that for me? Or did you do it just so when I finally can pop my shit or like when I finally get my my W or reach the goal that I've been trying to reach because you want to play a part in it? You know what I mean? And I think that also goes into showing like support without the accolades. Like I'm going to remember those who helped me, those who poured into me, those who supported me. And whatever I do in my life, I'm not talking about just with this. I'm talking about anything. Like I say, small wins, big wins, anything in between, any of it. I'm always going to remember who was there for me. And I'm always going to give back to those who gave to me in some shape, form, or fashion. You don't have to remind me. And at the moment that I feel like you're reminding me, that tells me that, bitch, you did that because you thought, you know, you were going to get something once I reached my goal. Like you were looking for something or like looking for me to quote unquote break you off something when I finally get my ultimate W. And that tells me that you're not my friend. That's a red flag. And we're going to get into those next. A green flag would be just genuinely support me, genuinely, genuinely celebrate my win, genuinely be there for me to uplift me in that moment because you know behind the scenes what was really going on. You might have played a part behind the scenes. And like I say, I'm going to uplift those that uplifted me when I needed it. I don't need the reminder. I need you to celebrate me right now. That's all I need. So I feel like celebrating your partner, your friends, your platonic relationships and friendships, your romantic relationships, friendships, whatever. A major green flag is celebrating them. Just celebrate them. They they know what it took for them to get there. I promise. I promise. And God works in mysterious ways. Good karma is a thing. You don't have to do something just to think that you're going to receive something. Because bad karma also comes around and hits you in the ass just as fast. The biggest thing that I also think is a green flag is understanding that 50-50 might not be a thing. And that's okay. I hate, I genuinely hate the 50-50 conversation. It is the most uncomfortable, controversial conversation that there is. And I'm not talking about just relationships. Friendships can be 50-50. 50-50 is not always going to happen. And it is okay. It is a green flag for your friend or your partner to understand that 50-50 is not always going to happen. And that is okay. Like I said in my last episode, if all I have is 40% and I give all of that 40%, in my opinion, that is my 50%. That is my 50-50 with you. You know what I mean? Like that's all I had and I gave everything that I had. So I need you to appreciate that and I need you to be okay with that because there will be days that all you can give me is 40%. All you can give me is 30%. But if you give me the entire 30, 40, 50, 60%, that is your 50-50. Because you gave me what you had. You gave everything you had. 
And I'm okay picking up that additional 40%, that additional 60%. I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? And there are going to be some days that neither one of us have our full 100% of our 50-50. That's where that compromise comes in. That's where that understanding comes in. That's where it comes in like, okay, we both not, you know what I mean? We both not at 100%, but let's give everything that we do have. You know what I mean? And that's okay. It's It's okay. You're not going to kill over if you, like, if your partner can't give you 110% every day. Like, that is okay. But you have to be okay with letting that happen. And I only say that that's a green flag because I feel like now everybody's like, oh, no, I'm not doing 50-50. I think 50-50 is unfair. Okay, let's kill the bullshit. And this is probably, like, my biggest unpopular opinion and my boyfriend and I talk about this all the time I talk about this with my mama because she grew up seeing that traditional role especially in relationships especially in marriage but she understands that the woman and the man of my generation that's not there is nothing traditional about what we got going on and I don't give a damn who says otherwise there is nothing traditional about the gender norms and the role norms in my generation it just isn't because both men and women are working both men and women are making six plus figures a year like that's a capability of both genders you know what i mean so that tradition goes out the window in my opinion and my we i talk about this all the time with my boyfriend we're kind of on the same page and We've kind of started discussing it more lately just because we're in a relationship and it's kind of like, okay, what are we doing? How do we feel about this? Where where do we meet in the middle? Where do we need to compromise kind of thing? But 50-50 is okay if both people are willing to go, truly go 50-50. You know what I mean? And that's why I said that that's a green flag to me because there isn't anything traditional going on in today's economy actually. So it's okay to go 50-50 as long as we know that we're both going to show up with whatever we got that day in order to give towards our 50-50. That's what I mean. My last green flag that I want to talk about is approaching if your friends or your partner approaches you with your love languages. And I say this to say because my love languages are quality time, Acts of service, I think acts of service and gift giving are kind of like one and the same in my opinion. But if not, that. Those are my love languages. I love to give material things. I love to show up for the people in my life. I love being around and creating experiences with the people in my life. But... If that's not their love language, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I have to love them. I have to approach them in their love language. If my boyfriend's love language, which it's not, is physical touch and he wants to cuddle, I'm going to do that for him. I'm not going to sit on a different couch and be like, oh, well, we're, you know, we're together because that's my love language. I'm okay with that. But if it's not his, that's where that 50-50 comes in. I have to love him how he wants to be loved. You know what I mean? If my friends 
love language is quality time, but not necessarily gift giving and acts of service. Like she's cool with us just kicking it. You know what I mean? Then that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to overwhelm her with gifts and trying to take her places and do the most because that's not what she wants. She just wants to spend time with me no matter what we're doing. I don't have to go above and beyond and do the fucking most for her. You know what I mean? Because that's my love language. That's not hers. So I think that's a major green flag because I also feel like a lot of friendships and relationships can end prematurely or when they don't have to simply on the strength of I didn't listen to you for understanding and I'm trying to love and approach you in my love language instead of understanding what your love language is and going with that. You know what I mean? So I think that's a major green flag because people really do express their gratitude and love and appreciation in different ways. And that's okay. It's okay to learn to receive differently or to give differently if it's a friendship, if it's a relationship that you truly want to work. So with that being said, those are all of my green flags. Now on the flip side, we're going to talk about red flags. And these are my favorite because I love when I love, I love on the internet that red flag this and red flag that. Okay. But like, what about it? You know what I mean? So red flags for me would be if a person always has a rebuttal or thinks that every little form of communication is arguing. I cannot tell you how many disagreements, how many difference of opinions that I've had with friends, with boyfriends, with my parents, with my siblings, and it either turned into an argument or it doesn't. And now that I'm older, if we have a difference of opinions or we have a disagreement and you let it turn into this big ass argument or it turns into a we're ignoring each other or you're dismissing me, you got to go. I'm not even gonna hold you because first of all, I don't do dismissal. I think that is so rude. It's disrespectful. And I'm too fucking old for that. If I bring something to you or I voice an opinion or I voice something that I'm feeling and you either dismiss it or you make it seem like I'm trying to argue, that's a red flag. Because why can't you at your big ass age have an adult conversation about how I feel? Just fucking listen. You know what I mean? If we have to compromise, that's cool. If we have to agree to disagree, that's cool. But to make it seem like we're arguing, mm, no, red flag, you got to go. Communication does not always have to end in an argument. It doesn't. I'm. It's not that serious to me. Um. It, I, it just isn't. So if I feel like... I can't. And then that's the other thing. Like I should never feel in my friendships or in my relationship that I can't go to the other person and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Or, hey, this is how you made me feel. Did you mean like for it to come off that way? It should be a conversation. The moment you get all tight in the ass and puff your chest out and do all that heavy breathing and put a little bass in your voice. Oh, bitch, we're done. We're done. Because it, it don't even have to be all that. It, it really doesn't. Why can't we just have a conversation like two adults? You know what I mean? Because then if I don't bring it up and I keep letting it build and build and build and then I spaz, then it will become an argument when it doesn't have to. You know what I mean? So that's like red flag number one. Number two is a one-sided thought process and gaslighting. I hate people who don't. I don't like people who aren't open-minded. 
And I think that goes back into the communication aspect. We are going to have a difference of opinions. Everybody's not going to agree with everything that I say. I am not going to agree with everything someone says, and that is okay. But for you to, like I say, dismiss or belittle what I say because you are stuck in your ways, red flag. Red flag. Because that tells me that you're not willing to learn. You're not willing to understand or even try to understand a different point of view, which is fine. You are entitled to that. Just not in my world. I'm not doing that. You can go find somebody else to do that with. But me... I don't like it because I feel like I'm learning something new every day. And if I only let myself think on a one track mindset, I would never learn anything. I would never get anywhere in life. I would never truly understand the people that are in my circle, that are in my life, that I meet on a day to day basis. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no. And then gaslighting. That's become a thing too, like gaslighting and manipulation. I don't let people gaslight me and I'm so quick to catch on to it that it's just like, I'm going to call you out on it one time. One time. The moment you do it again, you got to go. Because to me, that is a very narcissistic communication style. And again, at our big ass age, why? Why? Because you're trying to make me feel bad about an opinion that I have or make me feel dumb about a thought that I have. And that tells me that I can't come to you and genuinely have a conversation with you. So that's a no for me. Red flag. If someone makes everything about them or they make little slick and jealous comments like little girling your wins or little girling your accomplishments, red flag. You're not my friend. I don't want to be in a relationship, a platonic, nothing with you. Can't even do it because why are why are you trying to be the center of attention? I say this all the time. I'm the center center of attention in my world, in my world. Okay, keyword. I am not the center of attention in everyone else's world, but I know that I'm self aware of that. So I'm not going to try to be, because for what? That people have other things going that don't include you. There was a point in time they didn't know you. Unless it was, it's like your parents or whatever. But there was a point in time that your partner or your friends didn't know you. You weren't the center of attention, so stop trying to be. I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel important or be made to feel important in your relationships, in your friendships. But everything is not about you, sis. And that's okay. Let some, let some things be about other people. And you just sit back and enjoy. Okay? It doesn't have to always be about you. And then making little slick and jealous comments is not cute either. And I hate a bitch that try to, oh, I was just joking. No, you weren't. And that's okay, boo. That's okay. But I peep it. You know what I mean? Like, I see how you moving. And I'm going to handle you with a long-handled spoon. Because, no, ma'am, no, no person in my circle, no person that I'm in a relationship with should be little girling anything that I have going. Because then you're not my friend. You don't care about my wins. And if anything, you like the fact that I have to come to you when I'm taking an L. You know what I mean? And that also goes into I don't tell everybody about everything that goes on in my life. And I will forever stand on that. There are, I can count on like one hand, maybe three fingers, the amount of people in my life that know everything that I got going. Because I don't tell my business like that. Because I can tell how people move. I can tell people's true intentions and it's just not something 
that I'm going to set myself up to deal with. So if a bitch or your partner or anybody is making little slick, jealous comments as a quote unquote jokey joke, mm -mm, red flag, they got to go. I don't got nothing for you. You don't got nothing for me. And I'm liable to probably like slap the shit out you. I'm not I'm not even going to hold you because that shit's not cute. And you not finna sit up here and call yourself my friend, but you trying to little girl and dismiss even the smallest of wins that I got going. You know what I mean? The last red flag that I have on the list is not wanting to understand your love languages. So for every green flag I had, I tried to flip it and do like a red flag. So... Like I was saying, if someone is not willing to love you in your love language, it's a red flag for me because that kind of goes into that gaslighting or one-sided thought process. It's kind of like I'm telling you that physical touch is in my love language. I'm telling you that acts of service is in my love language, but you're steady doing that and then you wonder why I don't want to be around you or why we don't have a genuine connection because you're trying to love me in your love language instead of taking into account what my love languages are and highlighting those. Like I say, mine is quality time. So I could be sitting in a room with somebody and be fine. We don't have to talk. We don't have to touch. It's just the mere fact that we are in the same room and that if I wanted to look up and have a conversation with you, I could. You're just there. Or even like on FaceTime, I, I've gotten my my boyfriend into coexisting on FaceTime because we are in a long, medium distance relationship right now. So sometimes I just want to sit on the phone. I don't want to talk. I don't want to do nothing. I want you to go about your day. I want to go about my day. But it's just the fact that I can look up and be like, oh, hey, this, that, and the third, and then go back to doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like that is my biggest love language. But I have, I've had some exes that theirs was physical touch. They had to physically be touching me. And while it makes me uncomfortable, while it doesn't, it's not one of my love languages, it's theirs. It's what's important to them. And I always want to make my friends and my partner feel important to me at all times. When we are having interactions, I want you to feel like you are the center of my attention. You know what I mean? So if that means loving you and in a way that doesn't necessarily align what I have going, but it makes you happy, it makes you feel uplifted, it makes you feel important to me in that moment, then I'm willing to do that. But I also expect the same in return. So if you can't do that and you're not willing to do that, red flag, you got to go. Mm-mm. Mm-mm gotta go because that tells me that you don't really care about what's important to me. You don't really care about how I feel. All you care about is getting yours. Like, oh, okay. Her, her love language isn't physical touch, but it's mine. So let me just do this because I'm satisfied. Not thinking about me at all. You know what I mean? So if you're not willing to take the time to listen and understand your partner or your friend's love languages, or if someone's not willing to understand and implement yours, drop them, drop them, or, you know, have the conversation. I'm all about, you know, second chances, but I'm only going to repeat myself one time because you heard it. You're an adult. Use your ears, use your level of comprehension and apply it. And if you can't, that tells me that you don't care, that you're in my eyes ignoring me. So no, you got to go. 
So with that being said, those are all of my green and red flags. And I want to end this episode discussing the importance of a healthy circle. And when I say a healthy circle, I mean people in my life that add to my confidence, where I can comfortably be myself. I don't have to dial back my personality. I don't have to pretend to be someone that I'm not. Everybody in my circle knows that my facial expressions are always fucked up. I'm very sarcastic and whatever flies out my mouth is going to fly out of my mouth. It is what it is. You either love me for who I am or you don't. And that's okay. I'm not for everybody and everybody is not for me. I'm not going to pretend the opposite. You know what I mean? But having a circle that truly understands you and allows you to be who you are in every aspect and in every season of your life is very important. And I feel like that is how you figure out your non-negotiables when it comes to friendships and relationships. I feel like that is the easiest way to pick apart the green and the red flags of each individual in your life. I'm not saying everybody in my life is perfect. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying I am in theirs. I could have my green flags. I could have my red flags. I'm human. They're human. I'm saying that there should be more pros to outweigh the cons of the people in your life, for the people in my life. And because there are, I know that my immediate circle is a genuine, intentional circle that I can turn to when I really need to, that I can be comfortable being every version of myself in every season in every aspect and every experience that I have within my life from here on out. So figure out your non-negotiables, look at your circle, add to, subtract from, whatever you got to do, but figure out what pours into you, what you pour into other people, and just go from there. You got to figure out what works for you, what doesn't work for you, And that's okay if you lose some people along the way. It's okay if you add some new people along the way. That's just life. That's I'm learning that's what adulting is about too. And it's okay to have uncomfortable conversations because they are absolutely healthy. Sometimes you have to have an uncomfortable conversation to even figure out if you have a non-negotiable. If that conversation is a green or a red flag. Or what aspects of that conversation and of that person, you know what I mean? Do you want to get to know more? So have the hard conversation. Figure out your values. Figure out your beliefs. Figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Figure out what your non-negotiables are and apply it. That is my advice for the rest of this week. Well, for this Wednesday till next Wednesday. Figure out your non-negotiables and go from there. It doesn't have to be hard. It really doesn't. Because as you go on, I have felt or I have found that it has become easier to pick out what my green and red flags are, what my non-negotiables are. It's like, mm, I don't really like what I don't really like that, but I'm willing to compromise on this. Well, that thing about that person, I don't really like, but if they were to flip it and do this, I think that I could find some common ground with that person. So, that in today's episode, I hope you figure out all of your non-negotiables. Go check out. I think I have 23 episodes prior to this. So this will be episode 24. Go listen to all of the other episodes. I hope you all are enjoying this new schedule, this new version of me, this new version of the Pretty Girl Vibes podcast. I hope that you are enjoying every week with me and I will talk to y'all next Wednesday.